Welcome to the Michelob Ultra Golf Show with Jeff Kolpak on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. The Golf Show is presented to you by Michelob Ultra. Also brought to you in part by Fargo Park District Public Golf Courses, Barnesville Grocery, Moorhead Parks, Forest Hills Golf Course, and Wildflower Golf. Here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen anything like that? Now, let's head to the first tee. This guy's pretty good. And here's your host, Jeff Kolpak. I got to say, as TV broadcast go for golf, that was one fun weekend at the Red River Amateur at the Morehead Country Club. And again, the the, the whole shebang from the organization mm-hmm. to the TV production, which I was a part of, I was on the course to the players and the drama and the fans out there. Sunday, they they were ringing the 18th green as Ian Simonich yeah. was coming down trying to, uh, you know, try to force a playoff. So kudos to everybody with the Red River Amateur and at Mord Country Club for doing an incredible job. Hope to do it next year because uh, that broadcast was fun. 13 and a half hours on WDAY Extra. 13 and a half hours. That's unprecedented in local TV coverage. Later in the show, we're going to look at Wildflower Golf Course. It is around the 4th of July. A lot of people like to hit the lakes. We're going to talk to uh, the general manager and director of operations at Wildflower. But first and foremost, speaking of the Red River Amateur, we had the women's division for the first time. And this goes back to the KX, too. So it's a long-standing tournament. So pleased to have a women's division. We only hope to grow it. We will grow it. And it was a lot of fun. And the first champion leads us off. Leah Scar joins us on the Gunnarsson Jewelers studio. Good morning, Leah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. Boy, you had quite the week last week. And you're a sophomore at NDSU, and we'll get into that a little later. But give the listeners a little sense of what you went through for, like, what, seven mm-hmm. days in a row? Yes. So I started... Um, I started out on Monday, and I played in the MGA Women's Match Play mm-hmm. in um, Burl Oaks, Minnesota. So I played four rounds there, and I made it to the finals. And I played against a great competitor, Taylor Ledwin, mm-hmm. and I made it to the 18th hole. So definitely a long, long competitive round. Yep, and but so then, that finished um, on a Thursday, right, Leah? Yes, it finished. Thursday. And then you get in a car that night? Yeah. So uh, we drove back to our our lake cabin and then drove up Friday morning up to Moorhead to play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it was definitely a lot of golf, but it was worth it for sure. Right. And and so you you take the Minnesota Golf Association, the match play, into the final match. You go to the 18th, Mm -hmm. and it didn't quite work out. What happened on, on that hole? Uh, um, so on the 18th hole, we both hit it in the water and, um, I hit a pretty good shot, shot up there and she hit it into the bunker and she hit a really amazing shot mm-hmm. to a couple inches. And then I had to chip in to advance the match. So I made a really good chip at it, but <laughs> it just didn't go in. So yeah. I was really happy though, because I was four down after nine holes. So I was able to fight back and, 
I mean, I made it to the 18th hole, so I couldn't really do much more than that. So you dust yourself off. You start out. Mm-hmm. You, you golf on Friday. You you do 18 holes. This is a metal plate tournament. You get the Sunday, and it is a it is a duel. I mean, it is a race yes. with four players. What was it like the last nine holes going head to head with actually for sure three and almost four? Mm-hmm. It was very up and down. I'm sure the leaderboard changed so many times between Becca, Emily, and I. And I mean, the back nine's not the easiest, so we all had our struggles. But um, the birdie I made coming in really was kind of the thing that changed my round around. It was able to give me some momentum to go into the last couple holes and finish pretty well and make a par on 18, which is the thing that won the tournament. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much how it went. Yeah. Did you know, did you, I mean, you knew what the situation was at 18, right? Do you play the scoreboard? Mm-hmm. Do you play your ball? How do you block all that out? Um, I felt pretty comfortable going into 18. I was just, I, I played that hold pretty well the previous two days. So I was just thinking about how I played them the last couple days and I did exactly what I was hoping to do. And it worked out. What was it like having the, the TV cameras follow you, and especially in the last three, four holes of your every shot? Mm-hmm. What was that like? I've never had anything like that, for sure. So it was definitely something different. But I didn't mind it. I I just knew that pretty much every shot would be televised. <laughs> so <laughs> that was different. Yeah, but now, now you know what the LPGA yeah. players go through. I mean, oh, yeah. on a regular sure. basis. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot more fans, but there were a lot of fans out there, which was great. Leah Scar joins us on the golf show. This is Jeff Kopak coming to you on 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM, 740thefan.com is the web address. I'm going to back up. You're from Gold Canyon, Arizona. And yes, how I- does somebody from Gold Canyon, Arizona get to North Dakota State? So I live in Minnesota during the summer. And um, my dad went to NDSU, and my grandpa was the head basketball coach at NDSU during the 70s. So there's definitely a long line of history at NDSU and up in the Midwest with my family. So I just um, was, I talked to Coach Matt Johnson, and I realized that it's where I wanted to be for college. It's definitely different than the heat in Arizona, but. <laughs> I'm used to being up in Arizona, up in Minnesota and the Midwest just because of living in Minnesota during the summer. Yeah, Gold Canyon's beautiful. I have played one mm-hmm. course in Gold Canyon, and I don't know which one it was, but I remember there was a par oh, yeah. three that looked like it was a, the green was a mile below. Okay, I bet that's a dinosaur mountain. That's it, yeah. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, I'm at Superstition Mountain out there. Okay. Was it, Very pretty course. Was it different? I mean, you, you golfed up here in the summer, but was it hard to get used to being here year-round? You're going to be a junior this mm-hmm. year, right? And yep. in December, January, you're probably playing golf, not so much here, indoors in the bubble. What was that like? That was definitely something I had to get used to. I never, ever hit indoors before college, so that was something I really had to adapt to. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I think it was something that, helped me learn other aspects of the game. I was able to take a little bit more time off and work on certain parts of my game, such as like short game indoors, which really allowed me to 
like help out other parts of my game that I wouldn't be working on outside. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a advantage, especially um, without having the other, like I wasn't able to do what I do at home. So something that helped me just like sure. figure out what to do different. Yeah. yeah. You were out of your comfort zone. Was there a time your freshman mm-hmm. year when it's 20 below out, you called home and talked to some <laughs> of your high school classmates and go, you'll never believe this, but it's 25 yeah. below out and it's snowing horizontally. Yeah, I definitely had some people that were not questioning, but they were wondering what made me decide to go up here. But everyone knows that I love it up here, so it all worked out. What parts of your game, specifically with the short game, mm-hmm. did you get help with? Was it at the bubble? Was it at the short game facility at the at the Sanford Health Athletic Complex? And was that something lacking when you got to college? I feel like it was in the bubble. I was able to really um, learn my wedge distances with all of the nets that we have. And mm-hmm. that's probably the part of my game that I was the weakest at. And now I'm pretty strong at, especially pitching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what? how does that help you as you grow in your game? Uh, what, what, the confidence level, you said... You know, in the, in the MGA, you had a great pitch on the on number 18 mm-hmm. after a week. How has that helped your confidence? Mm-hmm. It's really just showing me that all my hard work is now paying off. And if I continue to do what I've been doing, I think it'll just even get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leah, yeah, Leah Scar is the guest. She's uh, going to be a North Dakota State junior, correct? Junior this year correct. already. This is Jeff Kopak. We're yes. going to take a break. This is 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM. 740thefan.com. You can check the podcast anytime. Also, podcasting on inform.com. We'll be back right after this. You gotta drop them in the sand trap, spray them left and right and long. Back for the second segment, this is Jeff Kopak. This is the Golf Show. It's presented by Michelob Ultra, coming to you from the Gunderson Jewelers in downtown, almost downtown Fargo. Leah Scar is a guest. She's going to be a junior at North Dakota State. Leah, first of all, I'm looking at your stats, and I marveled at the improvement from your freshman year to your sophomore year. Freshman year, 85.5 stroke average. Sophomore year, almost... Well, exactly. Nine shots better, which is really remarkable improvement in one year for one player. What do you attribute that to? So my freshman year, I was just coming off an injury. Mm -hmm. I broke my foot the summer before my freshman year, and I was not able to swing like I was swinging before that. So I think just getting stronger and working really hard on my swing with my swing coach is something that allowed me to get back to what I was, how I was playing before. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you, you need your yeah. feet to, 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 was it frustrating? Yeah. I mean, how did you deal it with it? Was, it was during COVID. So, mm-hmm. um, the quarantine, so yeah. I broke it during then, which was pretty unfortunate, but it wasn't the worst timing just because some tournaments were canceled anyways. Mm-hmm. But it was frustrating because I knew, um, I was, going to have to take a lot of time off mm-hmm. right before college, which is something I didn't really plan on. Right. 
Um, so the COVID year really didn't count. Are you gonna? Are you planning looking to the future of, of using that extra year eligibility? Are you not there yet? You gonna see how it comes? What's your thoughts on that? I'm still just trying to see how everything plays out. Uh-huh. I haven't really made any decisions yet. It's still pretty early for that. What's it like playing uh, with the with the ladies at NDSU? What's a, what's the team atmosphere been like? Maybe compared to high school. It's great. There's a lot more competition. Everyone um, is very competitive, and we all push each other to be the best player on and off the course. So I think that's something that's different than high school golf. Just the depth of the team at NDSU. There's so many great players, and everyone is definitely pushing each other. So, Aspirations of a future mm-hmm. in golf? Because it's happened before at NDSU, of course, with Amy Olson yep. out there on the Amy. tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure yet either. I'd love to stay in the golf industry. So um, trying to figure everything out still. I just switched my major to sports management from mm-hmm. business admin. Sure. Um, I would love to stay in the golf industry, like I said. So don't know what path, yep. but. Mm-hmm. Where are you right now? Because I know uh, catching you without a tournament is pretty tough. <laughs> What's yep. going on right now? Currently, <laughs> I'm currently in Northfield, Minnesota, playing in the MGA Mixed Am. Mm-hmm. I tee off today at 110 okay. with another um, guy in the men's team, Jed, Bron- Jed Bronchek. Uh-huh. So there's about, there's two other of my teammates playing in this, so I'll see them pretty soon, which is exciting. Do you plan on taking any time off this summer, or has it just been going to be one after another, and um, this is the way it's going to be? Well, I have the USGA Women's Amateur Qualifier on July 5th, mm-hmm. and then I have about two weeks off, so I'll be practicing, and then I play in the, the Minnesota State Am, okay. and then the Resorters, and then I'll play in the State Open. That's awesome. Leah Scar is a guest. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Golf Show, 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM. If you recognize the last name, certainly many veteran fans around the area do. Like she alluded to earlier, her grandfather was Marv Scar, the head NDSU men's basketball coach in the 70s, also a golf coach too, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But your father passed away, I believe, about, what, 10, 11 years ago. Uh, what do you remember about your father or your grandfather? My grandfather. Um, I just, I don't remember much just because I was so little, but I knew he was, he loved sports and pretty much his life. I would go up to the Bemidji Scar Tournament Mm -hmm. and um, my dad would play in it and he was always there. So it was definitely golf was his life. Yep. Do you get get a much sense of, of his basketball days or is it more golf with Marv Scar? Uh. More golf, just because um, uh, I witnessed him mm-hmm. play golf when I was little. But my dad definitely talks about his basketball game days, and I've seen articles and pictures, and I've heard many stories about it. Yeah, I didn't know this either. As I was looking at a couple things uh, before I came over to the studio here, that uh, he, yeah, he was the NDSU head men's golf coach mm-hmm. uh, for a period of time, but as a player. At Grand Forks Central, and I think this is right, he won five straight North Dakota State Golf Championships, 1961 to 65. And as Yes, I, I've heard my dad talk about that before. Okay. Uh, w- mm-hmm. 
and, and here was um, uh, one of the quotes from one of his former athletes. He was marvelous Marv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before, too. Yep. How much uh, NDSU background played a role in you going to NDSU? Because uh, I know there's there, there's a there's a scar track background. I don't know if your dad. Pl- yep. uh, yeah. Take us through that. Uh, my dad's cousin has a, a record in the. I know it's still up in the track building. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what event, but when I was on my visit with Coach Matt, I, I we actually went in there and we saw his name, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So that was another reason that I came to NDSU, just because of the history there. And it was pretty special to see everything like that, and especially with my grandpa. Did that cement it for you? Did you look at any other schools coming pretty out of much, Gold Canyon? Um, I was pretty late to the recruitment process. So um, NDSU is just the best opportunity. And uh, I didn't really look at many others, but mm-hmm. I, I had some. But like I said, NDSU was just perfect for what I wanted and what I was looking for. What's the future look for you after uh, this summer? Um, do you take time off? Because I, I, even we were talking about Amy Olson, she takes time off over the winter she always had she did when she was at NDSU are you the type that you know being from Arizona you need to keep playing or do you can you take a a week or two or or three weeks off maybe over Christmas or whatever during Christmas I go home to Arizona and I play in the yeah so I play in this cactus tour event Mm -hmm. so I I don't take much time off but I keep competing which is something that i enjoy to do a lot and then I work with my swing coach back there and um between Thanksgiving and Christmas when season's over I do take some time off so that's more of the period sure Mm -hmm. what is the cactus tour what is that all about it's a professional golf tour in Arizona Mm -hmm. and um they have a college tournament which now it's becoming a pretty it's a pretty big tournament. A lot of the good college players from California, Arizona play in it and now it's becoming more popular. I've played in it the last 2 years. It's out at Longbow in Mesa, Arizona. Okay. And so that doesn't affect your eligibility obviously and and with No. And it's just one tournament or do you are you do you play in several events? I only play in one okay. when I'm home. Mm-hmm. What kind of players do you, do you see? What kind of schools, what kind of college bags, uh, golf bags um, do you see on the course? Well, I've played with a girl from Oregon who just played in the national championship. I see players from USC, uh, U of A, ASU. So the dominant schools out in the West, which is pretty cool to play against those players. Awesome. Before I let you go, what are, yeah. we, what are we going to see out of the Bison next year? What kind of team? What do you hope to accomplish next year? Yeah, I hope we're going to be a strong team. Like I said before, a lot of depth. Um, we all push each other. During summer, I think we're all just going to keep working on our games. And who knows, because we're all really strong players, and I think we all can go pretty low. So it should be a really good year. Leah, best of luck the rest of the summer. Yeah. Thanks again. Congratulations Thank again on your first uh, on the title at the Red River Amateur. That was a, that was a lot of Thank fun you to see. So much. Okay, hope to yeah. see you next year defending it. Yes, for sure. All right, that's Leah Scar. <laughs> Thank you. This is Jeff Kopak. We're going to take a break.
When we come back, Wildflower, that course that was a Joel, it is a Joel Goldstrand design. We're going to get into the ins and outs of, of, of Wildflower back after this. You ain't gone in there. I put money on it, but honey, hold it. There's something in the air. That invisible string, that thing that pulls the string. And we are back. This is the Golf Show. This is Jeff Kopak on 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM, 740thefan.com is the web address brought to you from the Gunnerson Jewelers Studio. Always brought to you from the Gunnerson Jewelers Studio. Thanks again for Leah Scar for joining us in the first half of the show. Uh, hard to find that young athlete to, to take some time, man. She. she her, her, her summer schedule is something else. So we deviate from uh, the competitive golf, and we head out to the Lakes Country, like I said earlier in the show. And one of the more fun courses to play anywhere is Wildflower Golf Course out near uh, Pelican Lake. Golfed it many times over the years. It's a Joel Goldstrand course. Speaking of Joel Goldstrand from the Mord Country Club, where the, some of the holes there made a difference he uh, designed a beauty uh, with the rolling hills of Wildflower. And to uh, give us a little more direction on the course, Emily Myers is a director of operations. And Reed Bohm is the superintendent of the course. Thank you for joining us. How are you guys doing? Great. How about you? Great. Awesome. You know, Emily, I want to start with you as the okay. director of operations. Uh, in your first year, how did you get here? What's, what's your story? Well, I'm actually part of the family that built Wildflower in 1993. So wow. I am the fifth generation of my family working at Fair Hills Resort and Wildflower. And I just love it here. So you grew up on the course. I did, yes. Maybe working a little bit more than playing. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I've been around for a while. So Was there any thought of... of doing what you're doing now or how did you take over in, in this capacity i would like to say that there was a really good plan but uh as you know the last couple years have been a little bit challenging in the mm -hmm. resort business uh, with everything that happened with the pandemic so we had a really wonderful um manager that was here for about 10 years and she ended up leaving right before the pandemic hit and so I was able to jump in and I have enjoyed every minute of it. What are the challenges for you in the post-pandemic era and, and getting things up to snuff because uh, you know golf it's, it's been up and down but I think there's more yep. players now what's what's it like these days? Well, Reed is making my job very easy because our course is in excellent shape this year. Uh, we have a really good team. I'd say one of our challenges just over the past two years has just been people. You know, it's a labor-intensive job, and uh, we have a really good crew this year that's going to take care of you inside in the pro shop and out on the course, and uh, it makes all the difference in the world for us. Before I get farther into golf, you're busy. Uh, just looking at your yeah. uh, your website, uh, a couple children and a husband. Uh, you're busy. Where do you find the time here? Do you sleep? Uh, very little in the summer. So this is what winter's for here. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yes. Reed, yeah. Reed, how's the course? How did it come through winter? You know, with how long the winter was, um, I have no complaints. It came through pretty well. Um, overall pretty happy with what we uh what i walked into in the spring and uh, we've just been going in the right direction ever since yeah and, and like emily you've i think you've came, you've come back to the course right and so 
What was it like when when you came back and, and took over as a super superintendent? Um, it was good. Um, different role when I was here before, um, but it definitely helped knowing the property and kind of understanding how things work. Um, coming back this time around, you know, just being a little older and knowing a little more um, definitely has helped. Emily, can you give an overview of the property? It's just it's more than golf course, obviously, and we know of uh, you know the, the the lakefront and and Fairview. Give us uh, give us a sense of the experience that you oversee. Yeah, so Fairhills Resort is an all inclusive vacation. So we have families uh, during the peak of our summer that will come and stay for a week at a time. They usually check in Saturday, stay for the week. Um, we have, we'll do all your cooking for you. We have about a hundred cabins. So we have a place for everyone while giving everyone their own space. Um, and then we have a whole range of activities to entertain everyone and everything is all included for you. So once you get on site, you don't really have to leave. Um, we'll kind of take care of all of your needs and you can be as busy or as relaxed as you want. Um, we have sports lessons from golf, tennis, swimming. We have new pickleball courts. Uh, sailing lessons and water ski lessons every day, and then supervised activities for kids 4 to 94 years old. Um, and then we have a great team of kids from all over the world and all over the United States who come together and really make it, I don't know, it's it's like its own little world, I have to say. <laughs> I live about a half a mile away, and mm-hmm. every time I come to work, I feel like I'm transported to a different place. So it's Pretty special. Pickleball is the rage. It to, is. Uh, it's the new courts. Uh, what kind of popularity do you see? I think golf and pickleball essentially go hand in hand together. I think so too. Yeah, honestly, every time I drive by, I think we have nine new courts down there. And mm-hmm. every time I've been down there, at every tournament that we've hosted over there, they've just been full with people sitting and waiting to jump on. So it's been nice. And uh, a lot of our guests, you know, we'll come here. I heard last week that we had a gentleman who hadn't been here for a few years, and he came back because he missed golfing wildflowers. So <laughs> uh, resort guests come over all the time. We have a scramble this morning from the resort going on, and uh, it's definitely an asset to the resort. So, This is Jeff Kopak. This is 740 The Fan. This is the golf show on one, also on 107.3 FM. 740thefan.com is the web address podcasted. On that address, also podcasts on inform.com. Catch us anywhere, any place. We're all over the place. Wildflower is our focus this segment. Emily Myers is the director of operations. Reed Bohm is the superintendent. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I featured Bully Pulpit, and I asked the head professional on where people came to play Bully Pulpit, what kind of clientele, and his answer was all over the world, all over the country. Do you have the same feeling at Wildflower? We definitely do. Um, I'd say, you know, we have that benefit of having guests from all over the United States and all over the world that come to the resort. Um, And it seems like uh, this year we've really seen uh, our presence kind of growing. We've seen a lot of new names on the T-sheet, especially this summer. So that's been really Fun to see, fun to get to know uh, some new guests and and get their take on how the course is and how it's playing, and uh, 
hopefully get them coming back here. Yeah, the phone's always ringing, so uh, <laughs> there exactly. you go. That's a good thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, Emily, uh, before we uh, let you go on this segment or before we uh, head to a commercial break, growing up on this course, is getting the word out, is marketing, is it different in this day and age? How do you gauge oh, those things? Absolutely. Um so I actually do all of the marketing for Fairhills Resort and Wildflower, and we have another resort called Five Lakes. So those are all kind of under my direction, and it's just a lot more things, I would have to say. I know when my grandpa used to do this, he would take out a billboard and uh, sign up in a couple of vacation guides and call it good. Uh, now we try to connect with our guests really on whatever platform they're using, be it Instagram, Google, Facebook, Twitter. We just try to kind of keep our presence out there so everyone can uh, get an introduction to the course and kind of hit all different age groups. So, Tell me about your grandfather. My grandfather was Dave Caldall, mm-hmm. and he he grew up at the resort. It was his grandfather, his great-grandfather, that bought Fair Hills in 1926. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandfather really just had a passion for hospitality and for trust, having people that trusted us with their vacation and mm-hmm. wanting to come back year after year. So we really believe that all of our guests here are like family to us, and we'll do our best to treat you like that. So he was full of life, full of music had his hands in just a little bit of everything uh, and was really passionate about taking care of guests while they were here with us. Tell me about how Wildflower came into the flow and into the mix. Gosh. I think that he said, we just need to have more golf. We have an executive course over at the resort that uh, our guests can jump out on at any point in time. And, you know, (laughs) we have a another visitor here too. <laughs> uh, um, so he they decided that a lot of the bigger resorts over in um, the Nisla Brainerd area, mm-hmm. you know, were really doing some work on their golf experience for their guests. And uh, we don't have a lot of other big resorts around us. So we wanted to bring something else new to the lakes area and mm-hmm. it it worked. We, the land right across the street was available. We put a tunnel in so our guests can go back and forth. And, uh, yeah, and now we're here. Awesome. This Almost is 30 years later. 30 years. That's, that's good stuff. Yep. This is Jeff Kopak. This is a golf show. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more with Wildflower. We're going to get into the, into the X's and O's and the meat and potatoes of the course. We'll be back right after this. Final segment. This is the golf show as presented by Michelob Balter. This is Jeff Kopak brought to you on 740 The Fan, the AM dial, FM dial 107.3. Golf show coming to you from Gunnarsson Jewelers Studio. Wildflower Golf Course is the focus. Emily Myers is the director of operations. Reed Bohm is a superintendent. It's got the unique layout of, um, it's probably one of the most unique layouts anywhere you'll find. And I'm going to start with you, Reed, as a superintendent, what couple holes maybe stand out to you? I can name a couple, but uh, you're, you're out there every day. What stands out to you? 
you know, when I um, came back here, you know, that was a big draw was um, just the uniqueness of the place. Um, as far as layout and design goes, you have, you don't see much anywhere else like this, especially up in northern Minnesota and northern North Dakota. Um, few holes that stand out to me would be number three, um, mm-hmm. the tee shot, looking out over, you can see Pelican Lake and you can see, you know, miles in every direction. Uh, that one comes to mind. I think about um, 16 on the back, uh, nice dog leg par four. Uh, you know, you got some trees, you got the native grasses, you've got farm fields around it. It's just something you don't see around very often. Um, a lot of parkland style, old school golf courses in the area and wildflowers, this big and, uh, you know, aggressive layout and very vast and rolly. And I think that makes it pretty unique. And, and of course we have the fescue, which God help me when I get in it. I just, um, <laughs> it's difficult stuff. We saw it at the U S open. Uh, some of the, I don't know if it's the same sort of fescue is, is that the same grass, but how do you incorporate fescue into the, challenges of wildflower yeah so the fescue areas um are good for a couple of reasons one they give a nice color contrast to you know the rest of the golf course and two can be pretty you know penile as a uh, as a penalty for guys if you hit in it and um, you know it gives it just a unique wispy look especially on windy days which we get plenty out here mm-hmm. um <laughs> You know, just just that contrast is uh, it's a pretty pretty interesting look and kind of makes you feel like you're somewhere else other than Minnesota. Reed, are there challenges in maintaining a course on a lake as opposed to something here in the Red River Valley? Is there different soil conditions? What are the challenges there? Definitely. Um, you know, everywhere is so site-specific. Um, where we are, particularly with the hills and um, just how sandy the soil is here, uh, you know, water and making sure that you're on top of your game with um, chemical applications and keeping stuff how it needs to be is definitely different than, you know, other places I've worked. Um, But yes, sandy soils, stuff can get nice and firm, which I like, um, and that's how we try to have it play. I want to get into your background a second, and I'm fascinated by the, uh, your your major at the University of Minnesota. Is it Bachelor's of Turfgrass Management. Do I have that right? Correct. Okay. Yep. What is that? What is that curriculum like? What's it like to go through school there? I, I'm sure. I mean, you're obviously just not mowing lawns. That's got to be some pretty technical stuff, and it, and it encapsulates us a lot. Yeah. So my degree runs very similar with agronomy and plant science. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of soil sciences, a lot of you know organic chemistry. Um, you know, botany for, you know, the trees and the plants that we have out here. So it kind of encompasses um, any type of plant and soil science, really. So, Was it hard? <laughs> yeah. it's. Uh, it sounds it hard. hard. Yeah. It's um, definitely, you know, it's kind of, kind of tough to explain to people what I do in uh, – you know, people, you know, that's always the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, you mow grass and water. But in reality, I, I never get to mow grass. I'm <laughs> always either on the sprayer or out hand watering. And, um, you know, just a lot of a lot of science that goes into it and 
kind of mix that with some with some art and uh Little real world experience. Little real world experience, and it's uh, it's never boring, and I I really enjoy it. Emily Myers is the director of operations for Wildflower Golf Course. Reed Bohm is a superintendent. Uh, obviously, the the um, the wood shack was at a number two. What's the story behind that? It it was an old farmhouse, and uh, we just thought it was a good reminder of what the prairie used to be like. So in our prairie link style course, we wanted to keep it out there. Do you get a lot of uh, comments on that? Uh, do you hear a lot of comments? I do. I get questions uh, here and there about what, what that was or why it's there. Um, yeah, and it's just an old old school cabin from way back in the day. I believe this land before it was a golf course. Mm-hmm. was a farmstead um there's a few spots in the trees where um you know you'll find old shattered glass and stuff buried in the ground so there there's definitely some things that went on before us here that uh i don't know the full story of which is kind of interesting mm-hmm. what what's inside of that thing i've always wondered what's inside there's some furniture still this is my kid's favorite place to go explore when they come out to the course so uh yeah, some jars, remnants of a past life, and no monsters though. We've checked. No monsters, and it's not no haunted. Monsters. Can we? No. Can we? Uh, <laughs> are we sure about that? We're not a hundred percent sure. I'd say we're maybe ninety-eight percent though. Right. Yeah. Is 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 watering reed? Is, is watering an issue? You're sort of exposed there in a few areas. Can you pump enough water on there? Yeah, that. Um... You know, what makes us unique with um, the elevation changes and just the sandy soils, um, water management's probably the biggest part of my job. Um, that combined with the wind, I, I'm doing a lot of hand watering um, and just making sure, you know, this, this property particularly dries out very fast, so I have to kind of keep an eye on things daily um, when the wind's blowing and the sun's out. So mm-hmm. I would say that's that's my number one priority day to day. What's a typical day look like for you? Uh, typical day for me. So I usually arrive anywhere from five fifteen to five thirty during the weekday uh, weekends. That's about four thirty, four forty-five. Um, I typically take a drive around quick just to check on stuff, make sure everything ran irrigation-wise overnight. Um, crew comes in at six. I got a good mix of college kids and retired guys, and they uh, they are really good. They knock it out of the park every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of go over what's going on that day and kind of what we need to get done. I send them out, and then I kind of hang back and uh, just make sure everyone's getting their stuff done while doing my own stuff, uh, whether that's spraying or you know watering behind guys mowing and rolling. And I know I have a notebook with me if i see something i write stuff down and i just keep guys as busy as i can from 6 a.m to 2 p.m okay every day is different correct right every hour every hour is different every minute's different (laughs) uh before we let you go it's the fourth of july weekend it's saturday what do we got coming up it's uh it's the holiday season obviously it's prime time What, what what's wildflower got to offer yeah, we're pretty busy this weekend. Uh, lots of people coming to the lakes area, which is always nice. Um, 
So it looks like we'll be kind of going full steam ahead this weekend, um, starting off nice and early. And then we have a few different events going on. So okay. we are starting to do a ladies' night out, calling it Sips and Swings on the Range. We love our driving range out here. It's just a gorgeous spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ladies are coming out on Thursday night. Um, we have opportunities for private and group lessons by calling the pro shop. And we're also running some junior golf camps right now. Uh, we have three more weeks of junior golf camps coming up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we try to get kids 5 to 14 out and playing. Um, then we'll have a couple of junior uh, PGA events, uh, U.S. Kids Golf Tournament coming up. Um, and then at the end of each month here, uh, July and August, we'll have a scramble, a 999 event, and then we're bringing back the Prairie Masters Tournament uh, October 8th. What's that? What's the Prairie Masters? So it's a tough but fair tournament with really, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so it's usually when the weather gets a little bit cooler, that wind starts to blow a little bit. They have some uh, tough but fair pin placements, would you say? Oh, yep. I can't yeah. imagine where you put those on your course. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so we want everyone to still have a good time, but just uh, just make it a memorable event. Hey Reed, can you give us a can you give me a couple sneak previews on a couple of the toughest pin placements there? I mean, you got to be that's got to be uh, almost cruel. Oh, it's uh, the Prairie Masters is a fun day for myself. Like number eight, right? <laughs> number eight, right on the slope. Yep, number eight, I can toss on the slope. Number nine, I can shove it as far right that it doesn't even look like it's on the green. So uh, I can I can play around a little bit that day and. Uh, Take out some take out some things over the over the year time and uh, make sure the guys have some fun. So that that's when you uh, actually put it in and then leave. Correct. Correct. Leave. <laughs> so hey, thank you too. Appreciate yeah. Appreciate the time. Uh, best of luck and success the rest of the summer. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks. Yeah, great to talk to you. Absolutely. That's Emily Myers, director of operations at Wildflower, and Reed Bohm, the superintendent at Wildflower. That'll do it for this edition of the Golf Show. This is Jeff Kopak Again, thanks for Leah Scar for joining us at the beginning first two segments. Again, congratulations to her for winning the first Red River Valley Amateur Women's Division and, of course, to the good folks at Wildflower Golf Course. Until next week, this is Jeff Kopak. Hit them straight.